The following audio is from Gold Country Baptist Church in Shingle Springs, California. Visit gcb.church to find more resources and to learn about our church. Well, welcome to the GCBC Podcast, a podcast by Gold Country Baptist Church for Gold Country Baptist Church, where we discuss with our leaders and members of the church the how and why of ministry in the life of our church. And we pray, as always, this will encourage our spiritual growth for the glory of God. I'm your host, Corey Freeman, and on today's episode, I am with one of our deacons, Sean Downey. Sean Downey has been one of our deacons for how many years now, Sean? Have you been a deacon? Oh, as long as my... uh youngest is born so i think like a year and a half a year and a half okay so i thought it was always longer but i guess mind games yeah i know (laughs) seriously all right he's been our deacon for a year and a half and he's most well known for his ministry on wednesday nights going and evangelizing and sharing the gospel in downtown placerville um that's kind of been what you're most known for Corey has made announcements about people wanting to join that we'll get into that later but for now, Sean, let's just get right into this. Tell us a little bit about your testimony and how the Lord saved you. Yeah, I mean, um, I was thinking on the way over here, like when you know God saves somebody, it's it's a you know complete recreation and transformation of and, and you know a- everything about you. So it's you know when you're talking about your testimony, you literally could pick anything about your life and just talk infinitely about it. But um, to kind of just sum it up real, you know, somewhat briefly, I was, you know, raised in a Christian home and grew up thinking I was a, a Christian and, you know, did all sorts of Christian things, did the Mexico mission trip, involved in youth group, and just kind of kept, you know, dawdling along, went to a Christian college, had Christian friends, and, you know, my now wife, when we were dating, you know, she was a Christian just like me, and, you know, we got married, and, you know, okay, great, this is, this is just, you know, life as a Christian, doing what you're supposed to do, so... Uh, when we, after we got married, we because we uh, we grew up right here, we went down to school in Southern California, and so when we came back up, uh, we wanted to look for a church. Like, okay, where where are we going to go to church? So we looked around at different churches, and we went to this church, that church, and we didn't really like any of the churches, and it kind of seemed like they were all a little bit shallow. So we said, well, you know what? What they lack in substance, maybe we can make up for in uh, quantity. So we ended up doing like four church services on a Sunday, just like, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's find some truth. And eventually we just got so discouraged with, you know, the, a lot of just felt self, self-helpy and all these, you know, silly things that they were doing that we, we kind of just gave up. And so just through the Lord's providence, we were looking for blinds on Craigslist. And if you, you know, know anything about blinds, they, they require pretty specific dimensions. And so we, ended up running to this family um the mom was like an avid craigslister she would like just go to yard sales and buy everything and resell it on craigslist so anyway she happened to have the blinds that we needed and so we end up kind of sharing our struggle about hey we we can't find a good church we'll, we'll come to our church so it ended up being like a real small church plant in uh, el dorado hills and something about it was a uh, you know pretty different that um it was really small and the the pastor at the time he was he didn't really couch things in you know the most politically correct terms and so just through the lord's providence there we ended up you know getting saved and kind of looking back on our life and saying what 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 happened to me like i i'm not the same person that i was three months ago like what what happened to me and so for me it was this totally humbling if not humiliating experience of having to admit i lived my entire christian life one way 
and just kind of pretending that I was a Christian. Now it's like, wow, there is a radical change in my life. After we got saved, it was almost just telling any and everybody we knew or would even listen to us our testimony. And it's like, you, you just need to hear what happened to me. So kind of for me, my my testimony was recognizing that I was someone just spiritually dead. I like to think of myself as just at the bottom of the pool, totally dead, just lying there motionless. And then with an instant, you know, through God's grace, I'm just birthed into you know new life and burst forth out of the pool and just gasping for air and saying life and just, you know, had a almost extreme vigor and probably, you know, definitely at times probably more along the lines of uh, truth than love. And so we unfortunately burned some bridges as we were, you know, young believers, but just having such a you know contrast of i was dead like you don't understand what happened to me i was a spiritually dead corpse and now i'm alive like you need to understand jesus and so kind of then going back to that church that we were a part of um we still have a good friend he was a you know true evangelist always passing out tracks and so our church has kind of gotten the habit of going out every sunday down to old sack or someplace and we'd pass out tracks and we were doing way of the master and i didn't even know what the heck i was doing i was just sure do way of the master and are you a good person and it wasn't probably till you know weeks into it that i realized oh i'm not a good person and so it was kind of you know just this real not having hardly even know what i'm doing but that was that was just kind of the church that we were a part of is we, we evangelize because that's what we're supposed to do and so for me it wasn't like and, it was i want to pause it. uh way of the master is that a certain program that you kind of learn like a technique in sharing the gospel because some people may not know what the way of the master is. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I think it was probably yeah, about 10, 15 years ago, Ray Comfort came out with what you know, he calls the way of the master. So he looks at a number of you know different passages such as the rich young ruler and the woman at the well. And you kind of see how God's law is brought to bear upon um, you know the person you're talking to you ask you know are, are you a good person they say well yes thanks for asking and say well have you ever lied have you ever stolen have you ever you know used God's name as a cuss word so you're running them through all these different questions where they're really able to see themselves in light of you know God's commands maybe even for the first time that okay according to God I'm, I'm not a good person and so it's a really useful method for um, sharing the gospel I mean oftentimes you know, I'll, I'll fall back to that if I've gotten so confused in a conversation because has a lot of really good pillars, you know, the law and the gospel, just trying to, it creates a good bridge of being able to, to share the gospel. So it's a, it's a great tool, but I wouldn't say it's like you must always absolutely in every situation use it. It's just a, a method for someone yeah. who may not know everything about, you know, apologetics or whatever you may get into. It really stabs at the heart and it can end a conversation there. Because it convicts. Right, exactly. God's law convicts. So yeah. anyway, I didn't want to stop you. What were you saying before uh, I, I stopped you about the way of the master? Yeah, so that was just that was just kind of what our church did is we would go out and uh, share the gospel. And so so eventually what happened is that, that pastor, he was kind of on loan from another church. He had to go back to his ministry, and the, that church, unfortunately, just kind of dissolved. And so um, we bounced around. We actually came uh, to Gold Country. This is probably shoot, I don't know, 10 years ago. And then um, then another uh, family, they had joined another small church plant in uh, Rancho Cordova. So we actually moved down there to be a part of that. And that was, um, I don't know if the intense is the right word, but it was, it was we did a lot more uh, evangelism. So we'd go out down at the light rail stations and we, um, and I, I could share with you all sorts of interesting stories. I'll just give you, um, 
you know, one one fun story. So the Walmart, if you've ever been to the Walmart or Rancho Cordova, you could just sit there and people watch and it's it's very entertaining. Yeah, so I've been there before on other occasions. <laughs> yes, and we, we would we talked to one of those people. Maybe maybe you know this guy, but um, we were actually you know I don't know what we were doing, young and not totally thoughtful. But it was a nighttime. We ended up talking to this guy, and he it was a real friendly guy, and he was he was giving us uh you know we, we shared the gospel with him. He's like, let me just give you guys a pro tip. If if anybody ever starts wanting to beat you up, you just put your knife up against their neck, and then you can punch them as much as you want, and they won't hurt you. I'm like, oh, this is good. <laughs> so you get all sorts of colorful characters down there, but you know, we did a evangelism in an apartment ministry, and it was it was really you know really sweet in a sense that one lady was able to come to the Lord, you know, totally converted. But at the same time, when you're in this apartment complex, you're you just me as a normal, I don't say normal, just as a, a man standing there. I was just like a, a moth to the flame with all these kids. Like they would come up and just want to show me this and want to talk to me because there there weren't many dads there, and so you know, re- really rough uh, neighborhood, but um, really neat opportunity to minister to a lot of people. So, so kind of with that, it was just this you know moving and momentum of wanting to always share the gospel and, and finding out how. So we we were there, I think, I don't know, a few years. And then um, the family we were with, they ended up um, wanting to move on. And we thought, okay, it was time to move on. That's when we came to Gold Country Baptist, which is the question, next question. So I could let you ask it if you want. Well, yeah. Well, you kind of just already said it about how you got to Gold Country Baptist Church. So maybe we can skip over that due to time because I really want to get into what you do for your ministry. Now, if any of our listeners have been going to our church for a while, they would know that Pastor Corey has been making announcements about encouraging people to go to your ministry. You meet on Wednesdays uh, around like five o'clock or so at the church. You pray, you encourage each other, and then you go to downtown Placerville and share the gospel. So tell us, Sean, obviously we're not here to debate as Christians to evangelize. We're all called to evangelize. There's no question there. That can be an episode for another time. But tell us why you decided you wanted to start this particular ministry where you go out to downtown Placerville with other church people to share the gospel. Yeah, so actually uh, the Wednesday night ministry, I think it started 2020. It was like, you know, the world's going down the tubes and it was like well i just i need to do something i you know i i don't know how to do much but i know we can go and grab some guys and go out on the street and and uh share the gospel so actually one of the um first times we went i think it was when there was the, the supposed blm you know riot rally was going to happen and so yeah i think it was uh me and i know ty linehan uh actually went down there and you know we're able to share the gospel to a few different people but ended up um you know, making relationships with some of the different vendors that are still there and, you know, really had some great opportunities to, to share the gospel. And, um, and so, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of the thing is just, you know, you, oftentimes we view the gospel as just something that's kind of formalic or this is just something that we have to do. And, um, you know, and, and really it's just another command that, that Christ gives us, right? We could say, oh, I have to love my wife. But I've, you know, if we're really biblical Christians, it should be, oh, I get to love my wife, and I really enjoy loving my wife. It's it's a delight to me. And so, oftentimes, I think there's so many things that get, you know, pushed into the the forefront of our mind when we think evangelism. We we forget that this is a delight, and it, we just kind of okay, it's it's this duty. And but I know I I totally relate to that. I mean, I you know go out to campuses as well, and some of the first time 
I'm out there. I, I can't even talk to anybody. I'm so scared. I'm just, you know, repeating in my mind, you know, he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound, you know, sound mind. And, you know, having just a hard time even doing that. But now it's like you, you understand that when you're able to share the gospel with somebody, this can change their entire life. It's, you know, there's nothing quite like the feeling when you're able to share the gospel with, you know, some crazy lady, you know, I, you, you can just see the people's whole countenance understand. They, they don't know what the gospel is. They just assume you're there to push some sort of moral political agenda. But it's when they understand that this is a message of love that God came into the world to rescue, you know, rebellious, dying people. It's it's amazing. It melts hard. You even seeing, you know, people's whole countenance change like, wow, I, I, I didn't know that's what Christianity was about. I, I thought it was about this other thing or, well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really know that's what you guys are all about. And so I think it's just understanding, you know, that this is, this is a joyous thing that we get to do. I actually read a good quote. Uh, it was yesterday. I was just kind of you know looking at different books and things. And one just kind of summed up about, you know, evangelism is a reflection of how well we understand Jesus. And I thought, well, that's, that's a really good point because you think about who Jesus is. He came into our world and had to, you know, humble himself, leave all his, you know, glory and things beside to come come deal with us, and you know that's that's what we're we're called to go and do the same thing. So, I was also trying to think what what are reasons that we're we're so afraid of wanting to share the gospel. Often it's you know we we don't want to be rejected or we're going to risk the relationship, um, and so it's just this you know this this difficult that we kind of have to you know work through. But we again we have to see it not as what are we going to lose, but you know, what do we get to gain? I mean, if you think about, I'm just not going to open my mouth because I don't want to ruin this relationship is, well, you know, there's a great possibility that, you know, it could make the relationship better. Oftentimes, you know, it certainly there are difficulties and people are very angry with Christianity, but more often than not, you, you talk to people about the gospel and they're like, hey, I, I really appreciate you, you know, sharing that with me. You know, I, I don't know a lot of people want to do that. And people are, are very thankful that, you know, you, you humble yourself and want to want to talk to them. And so, yeah, another good Ray Comfort story he, he says is, well, if I gave you $1,000 every time you share the gospel, would you share the gospel? And we're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so you're telling me then you'd share the gospel for the love of money, but you won't do it for the love of God. Mm-hmm. And like, ouch, you know, that, that definitely hurts. But it's, you know, it's just like any other command we have. It It shouldn't be, you know out of pain you know there's there's definitely times where you know it might be harder to love my wife than others but it doesn't mean i'm not called to do it and it it shouldn't be a delight to do so it just shows me you know that there's something in me that i'm still have to work through there's some sin or some you know some fear that i haven't totally surrendered to god but you know paul he is funny because you read about paul and he had the opposite problem he's he wants to preach to people and they're, everyone's trying to pull him back. No, you're, you're going to get killed. They're going to kill you. And he's like, it's okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, um, you know, and not, not that we're salespeople, but, you know, you, you listen to sales strategies and they say the most successful, you know, salespeople are those that, are, that really believe in the product. And not that we're selling it, but we're naturally going to be able to sell the gospel in a sense that, hey, has this really changed your life? Then people are going to know that this person isn't just making this up. They're not lying to me. They they have been you know radically transformed and changed, you know, by the the power of God. And so, um, yeah, I think it's definitely having been there myself with uh, fear and you know all all the different emotions that come. 
it's not something we should look at as you know painful or difficult, but but joyful. You know, the verse in Hebrews it was for the joy set before him that Christ endured the cross, and so I think that's probably the biggest thing is rethinking our evangelism in a positive light, and not something that that is scary. And of all the different relationships that God's made you a steward over, you know, how are you going to steward those well as being wise about every opportunity you have to share the gospel, not just out on the street, but you know, different family relationships, neighbors and coworkers and, and things like that. Well, yeah, that definitely sums up evangelism very well. Thank you for that. We still have some time, so this part isn't one of our questions, but I wanted to ask you for anyone who's listening who might be interested in wanting to go on Wednesday night with you, tell me a little bit about what if someone because this may this hits home to a lot of Christians I know. I'm scared to share the gospel. You seem to know how to share the gospel really well. I don't know how to. Are you just going to throw me into the fire and go by myself to share with, you know, a person I don't know about? Or can I stand next to you while you share the gospel? Can I learn from you? Tell us a little bit about what you do on Wednesday nights and how you maybe help people who may struggle with that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think what, what's worked well is, you know, we'll typically pair up with, you know, someone who's more experienced and someone who just wants to watch, maybe someone who kind of wants to engage a little bit. And I've often described it as, I'll get the fish on the line and then I'll hand you the pole, right? And so you, I might start the conversation and say, okay, you know, I, I maybe go through the, the way of the master, the Ten Commandments and kind of see, okay, yeah, I, I need a savior. And then essentially, hey, you know, Bob, would you like to share the gospel with this person and then be able to, you know, share the gospel with them. And, you know, sometimes it it really depends, you know, on the person that you're talking to. It's asking a lot of questions and not, not really just kind of throwing things out there and seeing what sticks. You know, obviously some people are, well, isn't there a bunch of contradictions in the Bible? And they, they'll have questions for you, but they really don't care. They're just kind of there to amuse themselves and get a good laugh at your expense. And so there is some level of, you know, trying to evaluate, Okay, where is this person at? Are they are they really saved? Do they say they go to church? But you know, as, as somebody who's new, it's I mean, really, it's just you're, you're trying to share a message of you know a merciful God who came to set sinners free. You know, apologetics. You know, it has it definitely has a role, but we don't you know do evangelism to get into apologetics. It's kind of to get the legitimate objections out of the way. But you know, most of the time, people just need to hear that. You know, Christ came to the world to save you, you know, from your sins. And the hardest thing you you have to debate with a person is you're sorry, you are not a good person. And they will fight you tooth and nail. And that's that's where most of the heart of the conversation is. And it's not, you know, okay, well, what does it say this in Second Kings and then Chronicles of this over here? And well Matthew said it. most of those conversations don't usually come up. And, you know, the times that I've had them actually have been from, you know, genuine believers and there can actually still be useful questions, but yeah, for, for the new believer, it's, you know, first trying to train your mind just to be happy to talk to people. So, you know, going back to when I first started going out to college campuses, I would just, I'm just going to walk around and talk to people because I'm too scared to even share the gospel until I had enough courage to, you know, even pass out a tract. And so it's, you know, it, it can, you know, be scary, but, um, you know, they, they don't bite, you know. Well, and like the famous saying goes, practice makes perfect. If you want to get good and comfortable with sharing the gospel, you got to go do it. You can't just stay at home and say, well, I'm too scared or it's not my kind of personality. Nowhere in the Bible does it even say 
oh, unless you're a shy person, you don't have to. No, everyone. I mean, look at the apostles and, you know, some were cowards and fled. And yet they came back and were proclaiming the gospel and then eventually died for it. So really, there is no excuse for, especially Christians today, we're not out there getting persecuted. You know, maybe emotionally we will be, but we're not, you're not going to go and get stabbed by someone you know so um let's kind of wrap this up this is a a part of the podcast that pastor Corey likes it's called book time as he said it (laughs) so putting you on the spot is there any books that you recommend maybe one or two on evangelize evangelism sorry and maybe talk about it just for a few minutes and maybe something that encouraged you about it well i was reading one yesterday like i said I mean, uh, if you haven't heard of uh, Michael Reeves, I love um, lots of his books, but he had one called What Fuels the Mission of the Church. And I just love, I actually found it off of a, a blog, just this one little paragraph talking about, you know, it's, it's you know, Christ that we get to share with people. Um, let me actually get you the quote. Yeah, so this is just a quote from that book. God's glory, his own natural overspilling life seen in his son is a mission's rationale and its motor in whatever sense mission is about our going out into the world to make god known it is only ever being caught up in the already gushing tide of blessings that flows from the heart of the father and the son those who bask in the sunshine of this loving and generous god are the happiest christians and the happiest missionaries seeing in jesus what our god is really like causes us to shine like him we come to share his great heart desire that his love, goodness, and righteousness would bless all the world. I think that's a really good picture. And I started actually reading after I read that quote, just really understanding that because I mean, there's a number of things you can do to get yourself psyched up to go out and evangelize. You could drink caffeine. You could, you know, any number of things. But when you really understand what it is God has done for you and who God is, and you're just captivated with, you know that great love for God. You're you're not gonna care as much about those those little fears that you have. Those are gonna get squished out by a greater desire. So it's all about increasing that love that you have for God, and then you know fear of man fades away in that light. And then of course you know you probably the the way of the master. He's got a bunch of you know YouTube videos that are are really good. And um, yeah, I think he's got the uh, his classic sermon. If you haven't listened to it or watched it, Hell's Best Kept Secret. So he kind of goes over pretty in depth that uh, it's a great title, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually kind of sounds familiar. I may have heard that before. Yeah, so it, that's that's probably uh, his classic. But he's, he has a bunch of you know stuff on YouTube, him open air preaching, and um, a number of uh, good good things. Mm. But those are just two quick mm. ones. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, we still actually have a few minutes, so I want to ask you if there's any closing thoughts, any encouragements, or anything you want to say to our listeners about evangelism. Yeah, I mean, you look around the world and, you know, it's it's kind of just, I don't know, a strange time as people would probably say, not no, definitely in our lifetime, maybe even our, our parents' generation, but it seems like what people are really, you know, most hungry for are people that are passionate for truth about something. I mean, it, uh, it was t- fun talking to the Gideons this past week and they were just saying, you know, the, the COVID thing, that, that really opened up people to want to hear from from Christians before they were really closed off, didn't want to hear. But but now people are hungry. Like the world gets that this this isn't normal. That there's something wrong, and that 
you know, life is crazy and they're they're now willing to grab out for truth because you know with that affliction and all that uncertainty that the world is producing um, is is causing people anxiety so everybody what they've been grabbing after is you know postmodern soggy bread that is just too squishy to really do anything with and so people they they really want to know and hear well well what does the bible say what what does god have to say about the the this topic and you know you shouldn't assume people are always going to be like grumpy get off my lawn you know we we as christians should be salt and light willing to risk and take a stand on god's truth and you know to to want to transform our world that he's given us to be stewards of i mean we we only have one life to live and it's best spent in the service of christ not in a bunch of things where well i wish i should have said this or i, I could have said that is well, no his spirit dwells in us we have you know, countless opportunities. You know, I have my opportunities and everybody listening has their own opportunities that, you know, God prepares. And, you know, evangelizing can be as simple as, you know, may, maybe you go to the same coffee shop once a week and then you want to, hey, how's it going? I'm I'm Bob. Nice to meet you. And the next week you go, oh, here's a track. And then the next week, hey, did you read that track? And just, you know, building relationships with people and kind of using that as a vehicle to be able to um, share the share the truth, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I was I went to Shepherd's Conference one year, and I'm like, how am I going to use this as a good opportunity to share the gospel at work? And I'm like, I don't. I, okay, well, if anything else, um, I'll, I, well, and I just kind of said, okay, well, what I'll do if anybody asks me, and I don't really have a good segue. I'm going to say, you know what? I heard a bunch of sermons about a crucified Jew. That'll be provocative, and someone will surely ask me a question. So sure enough, the the boss comes in the room and says, "Hey, Sean, how was your vacation in front of everybody?" I'm like, "Okay, we'll just say it." Well, I heard a bunch of sermons about a crucified Jew, and so and he just kind of stopped, and actually he kind of opened up and said, "You know, oh, I went to church," and we end up kind of having a conversation about it. And so, not that you need to you know use that one, but it's you know somewhat being strategic and like I, I was scared in that moment. You know, what what am I going to say? What's the perfect thing? And it's you know, realizing that, um, you know, we, we have to just, you know, trust the Lord, open our mouth and, you know, come what may. It's it's worth the risk to, you know, save an eternal soul at the expense, expense of our feelings. And, you know, if it risks a relationship, um, you know, obviously speaking truth and love, I, I think it's worth it because what would you want somebody to do for you if it was the other way around? You were lost in your sin, you know, dead, unable to see what's going on. You know, wouldn't you want someone to metaphorically speaking grab you by the collar, shake you, and you know, say, "Don't, don't you know what's what's going on? Don't you know what this is? This is eternal life offered to you freely." So, yeah, go out, share the gospel, and do it to the glory of God with with joy. Amen to that. I hope for our listeners this was encouraging for you. If you want to know about the book that Sean mentioned, I'll provide the link in the description below, along with The Way of the Master. I know our church actually, I think, has DVDs of that if you're interested. If anyone wants to go out on Wednesday nights with Sean, feel free to talk to Sean Downey about it or Pastor Corey. They make announcements about it. They meet up at the church. They pray, encourage, and go out and share the gospel just as we are commanded from the Bible. So this has been the GCBC Podcast. We'll see you next time.